Welcome to episode 135 of Drew Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the Wisconsin sports world. And wow, right? I mean, good chunk of things have gone on and Packer game tomorrow night for week five. And big thing, right? The Brewers season, unfortunately, comes to an end way too early um, so we'll talk about that here in this episode as well. Lastly, I was at the Bucks preseason game today, their first preseason game, and I've I've never been to a preseason NBA game. I've done I've done the Packer preseason games. I've I've never made it to Sound of Spring training, unfortunately. But as a fan, I was impressed with how the overall atmosphere was. I'll talk about that. Uh, when we get to that, but just overall, it was it was, it was a great environment, great game um, with the or with the Bucks winning also. So that's kind of the agenda here. This episode very Wisconsin sports heavy. Announcement wise, um, I'll roll those right now. Again, Instagram X and TikTok Drew Sports Crew, and then Drew right at Drew Sports Crew, and then Drew Sports Crew Facebook, YouTube. Um, just keep those in mind. Follow and all that good stuff. Um, going through schedule this week. Well, this past week, you noticed I did a betting show for the postseason. Just felt it was fitting. Uh, the Wisconsin Sports Spotlight looking to um, bring that this weekend. Um, and if not, um, just postseason baseball is going on. Gladly go through that. Um, have guests. I have guests in line. It's just working out those dates at this point. So we, I can promise you we have some more episodes in the works right now and some great guests, too, um, in, all, in all facets. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but this week now schedule wise, Wednesday, four o'clock journey to million. We'll talk about week five. We'll preview week six. So pretty standard from there. Um, lastly, um, that the Wisconsin sports Spotlight. well, it'll be this weekend, um, or it'll be the betting show again. So just check out those, but that's, that's what I got for announcements. You all know the drill. Uh, let's go into it here. Uh, we'll start. We'll start the Packers. So, just some notable stuff I want to touch on. This is pretty brief. Just talking about who's playing tonight or tomorrow night, who's not. Uh, again, the Packers are two and three, or two and two. Why did I say two and three? They're two and two. The Vegas Raiders are one and three. I put their records together. Um, the injury report. This is where I wanted to go. Uh, because this is important. This this gives more questions or more answers to the questions I had last week's episode. So going through it, um, injury report for the Green Bay. Um, so it looks like Jones is officially off the injury report. He will play in Week Five. That is a huge win for Green Bay. Uh, he was much, you know, he's he's needed in this offense. Jair Alexander is given that questionable designation. Also, Rudy Ford will be a part of that too. Devondre Campbell, Devondre Campbell has been ruled out. Unfortunate loss for this Packer team. Quay Walker expect him to have another big game. Uh, Zane Anderson, the safety, also ruled out. Eric Stokes still on the pup. Unfortunate and really hoping to have him back. Devontae Adams on the Las Vegas Raiders side. He is still questionable. I, I think he's playing. I am certain he'll play, but just a question there. And then just some guys on the defense on Raiders side. Nate Hobbs is going to be is out, and Jacorian Bennett and then Marcus Epps, both questionable. 
and um, we'll we'll get more stats on them shortly. Everybody, shortly tomorrow. Um, one thing I'm surprised with Jimmy G was in the concussion protocol. We weren't sure if he was going to go. He is. He's thankfully back. You know, it's going to be a great game. Um, just wasn't certain with his status, and he is ready to roll. Not Aiden O'Connell. The Vegas line right now is Las Vegas minus two. Keep in mind they are the home team. Um, ESPN, they have Packers a 55% chance to win. And again, if they win, they go to three and two. Uh, it's an expensive game in Vegas, too. I'm seeing it says, it says tickets as low as $260. So um, that's that. Like, this game is also going to be on ABC. I should add that, not just on ESPN, but ABC 715 tomorrow. So that, that's the Packer update. I know brief. I know it's a brief one, but I like the Packers. I, I gave a little bit of the preview last week on schematically and how I feel they're going to win in this one. Um, and the message still stays the same. We got to get Jones more volume. Uh, cannot be AJ Dillon. And then um, just going for love and then stopping the run with Josh Jacobs is the key here. They're going to load the box tomorrow. I almost guarantee it is will Green Bay. So, over a good game. And that's that. Uh, going to the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll go there. And we'll, we'll end with the, we'll end on a sad note with the Brewers. Um, so, with the Bucks, yeah, preseason game was today. Not many people knew about it. It was a noon game, Sunday. And, you know, preseason debut for a lot of Bucks players, not including Chris Middleton. Damian Lillard or Giannis. Uh, just the experience, though, um, I can tell you whatever Giannis or Damian Lillard were on the Jumbotron, a round of applause. Like, like I'm serious. Like, people just broke out in cheers. Like, it, it was so interesting. I've never seen something where people were so happy that um, the players were just there. Like, especially Dame. And that was just so cool to see. Uh, so... Again, that game overall, the atmosphere was good. You know, like um, a lot of fans, you know, not as much as a regular season game, of course, but a lot of fans for a preseason game. And then also just a, a good crowd into the game, a lot of cheering, especially at the end. The atmosphere was electric. It helped with Chicago being in town for certain, um, just overall with a lot of people made the drive uh, from Chicago and that surrounding areas to make make that make it a competitive game. People were cheering; they got into it. You know, um, there's some technical like a technical foul there in the game on Robin Lopez. So it was like it's preseason, you know, like atmosphere. You felt a little bit to start in the game because it was pretty um, just just not a lot of action going on. But as the game went on, you could feel the tense the, the tense moments feel as tense as. Um, it, it would almost be our season game. So that was really cool. Um, but just talking, I don't want to just break down one preseason game directly, but I do want to talk about uh, there are some relevant things in it, like um, overall how the Bucks looked. Um, again, new coach, Adrian Griffin, you know, like things like this. Um, so that, that that's something I want to mention. Marjan Bochamp, it was good to see him in the mix, and it was like, He's a guy who, for the Bucks fans, like it felt you were going to watch a player like of his caliber. How can he perform? What kind of role will he have on this team? Um, those are questions I asked myself. But uh, for the Bulls, it was no joke. I mean, I'm serious. Levine and DeRosa both played 17 minutes. Like, I mean, they both had quality play time. So you go to preseason game, you saw the Bulls start starters. 
I mean, you saw Vucevic. You saw all of them for 17 minutes. You saw Kobe White for 23 minutes. I mean, they got, they got some other guys in the end, but it was like, okay, you got quality minutes, and that's that's what you hope for, and you got them. Uh, a lot of some other guys who didn't play. Um, so Chris Livingston has a right ankle sprain, so he was out. A.J. Green was out with the right calf strain. Otherwise, um, campaign didn't play. Amari Moore didn't play. He was a guy I thought we were going to see today. And maybe I might have missed something in reports, but Amari Moore um, out of San Jose State was a guy who got added to the summer league um, summer league roster. And he he had some moments um, and thought was, we're going to get see him today. But it makes sense the guys they got in. You know, like uh, Lopez played 19 minutes. Robin Lopez, that is. Brooke played 12. Um, Thanasis played 21. And I know this was preseason, but just a looming question for me is how's Robin Robin Lopez, Lopez going to fit in the squad? It just feels different from when he was on the Bucks in like the boot and holster days uh, just a few years ago. Few years ago. Um, so I just, my question, they don't really have any other bigs. Um, they have Marquez Bolden, but he's, he's not going to be a guy who's got to be really in the position there. Uh, of course, when they go, their smaller lineup, uh, either having Giannis slash Bobby Portis at center, uh, that could be a way to solve that. But if you want to have a center out there, uh, right now it looks like it's going to be Brooke Lopez. If Brooke Lopez has any sort of injury, load management, it, Robin Lopez might be starting games. So that's question. That's a question just I have. Um, I want to highlight also Ty Ty Washington. It was a signing that not a lot of people talked about. But he's in there. He's playing. I mean, he's only 21. He was a first-round pick. I mean, just things like that, like in 2022. Like, it feels like the Bucks just taking a shot on him is a solid move to go about. He plays. He played solid today. Six point seven assists. I just, uh, I don't know. I saw him out there, and, and I was like, oh yeah, they signed him, and he's been in camp and stuff, and just kind of recollection of how he's been, but. Um, the the real thing for me was seeing Andre Jackson Jr. play. Um, wanted to see how he was going to perform. And look, if, you, if you're a plus ten person, he was plus or plus minus person. He was plus ten. So that was something good to see. Just overall for him, um, it's the shot selection, it's the three point ability off the catch and shoot, off the dribble, work, working working on that offensive game. Defense is there. He did get dunked on. I believe it was him today. There was just a ferocious dunk by the, a player on the Bulls. Um, just crazy to see. Um, it was it was Quentin Johnson or Quentin Jackson rather um, for the Bulls who who had that poster. It was crazy dunk. But that on the Bucks side, the offense in summary was was solid. It was nothing crazy today. Um, Crowder got in there and played well. Blake Beasley was nice to see. He was three for seven from three, five for 10 from the field. So things like that, you know, you just saw guys in the, for the first time really in, in Pfizer forum and good experience, you know, shout out drew Timmy at the tip too. That was, that was fun. Timmy time back in Milwaukee now and Milwaukee gets the win 105, 102. So Schedule wise for them, what, what we're looking at coming up next, they go right away to a game Tuesday at Memphis. That's a seven o'clock tip in Memphis. Uh, then it goes to next Sunday at 6 p.m. 
against the Lakers, a preseason game for the Lakers. That game's on ESPN. I'm serious. They're putting, they're putting preseason games on ESPN. I just find that wild. So uh, for the NBA, 6 p.m. ESPN against the Lakers. So two games in the upcoming week, um, Tuesday, Sunday, is what we're looking at for Milwaukee. All right, that's what I have for the Bucks. Let's roll it over to the Milwaukee Brewers. Two games is all they got in the postseason, a team that we thought was built for October, um, or I might say brewed for battle. Um, unfortunately, um, hindsight is twenty twenty, and they were neither of those. Um, and it was just sad to see, honestly. I was at game one, and the, the Brewers start. This is crazy how baseball is sometimes. Brewers are first two innings are three nothing. It was like okay, this team Burns is pitching well. Um, offense is is here in the postseason. That was here on all of September. Um, just everything's great. They knocked out Brandon Fott from the game. Like oh, what a terrible call by Tor Lovello. Uh, look, uh, Brewers are gonna win win this one. It's kind of vibes. And then in three and four, the long ball. Gets to the Brewers, um, and they're down four to three. Or should I say, Corbin Burns? Um, not a great outing for him. Um, and what happens is, you know, that's the rest. Of that that's all she wrote. Um, the bullpen in Game One was phenomenal for Milwaukee and for um, Arizona. Uh, the Brewers had twelve hits compared to D-backs nine. They outhit the Diamondbacks in the series, but that is not good enough, as we know. Um, the dynamics exhausted a whole a whole bunch of their bullpen. It was the idea was, you know, you get to game three and it's like, okay, the Brewers definitely have the advantage in terms of bullpen. But yeah, Devin Williams gave up some runs. He walked three in the ninth. It was just a disaster from there. Um, Brewers had momentum, just couldn't get anything going. It's just crazy to see, like even looking back at this series, how did they not score runs? How did they not move on? Those are questions like I'm just still baffled about. And then, so basically Tuesday, the story was runners left on base. Um, Longoria had a crazy play. Bases loaded, nobody out, you don't score. Uh, just frustrating stuff. Um, I just cannot believe, you know, how that went about. Yelich, you know, was just Mr. Consistency. Thumbnail of this video was 5 for 10 in the series. And I'll talk about his game two performance where he was 3 for 5. You know, um, his OPS was over 1,200 for the playoffs. Just a great series for Yelich. And it just it's just sad how, how the season ends when Yelich comes up in the postseason and performs. Um, but yeah, and Freddie, Freddie Peralta in game number two, um, five innings, gave up four runs on three hits. It was just it was just tough luck, you know. And Zach Gallon had a Great start without the strikeouts even. Just three walks to four strikeouts. On paper, it doesn't look great, but he limited hard contact, and he got soft contact, and that's that really was the huge difference for them. Um, and the Brewers had rallies. You know, they, they, they still did this one, the seventh and the eighth. Um, and nine hits to six hits. They The Diamondbacks scored five runs on six hits. They've gotten home runs when they need them, and they have capitalized on just extra base hits. It's been insane how well they've done that. And Bruce started this game up to nothing too. I should add that they started both games up and they blew leads. A team that was great in one run games, a team that has one of the best bullpens out of all baseball. Um, 
blew two leads in the postseason when it matters most. It's just come on. Just feels it, it, it was a rough series. It really was. Um for for the Brewers and uh, otherwise the bullpen this one, it was Abner Uribe who had a tough, tough go. Um he gave up a run, walked, hits. Milner did well. Piguero did well, and then McGill struck out the side in the ninth. So it was like, oh, come on. But my point is the Brewers, you know, this was, this was the team that we thought could do it, and they don't. And there's been since 2018's Game 7, uh, the Brewers, how have they done? They've won one game. They won the 2021 LDS Game 1. I was there. But if you think about it, they didn't win. They haven't won since. It's It's... So the question is, what's next? That's a great question. We don't know. Um, and I think that's the worst part for the Brewers. What we, what we do know as a team, we know how the count, contract situation is broken down right now in terms of who is free agents. Who like, And this is just something I'm going to be monitoring. For example, I think the biggest standout is going to be Vic Caratini, Victor Caratini. He's going to be a free agent. Um, so we're just going to have to watch kind of where this team's going to be looking moving forward. And then also like, you know, with Craig council, who's going to be the manager for the Brewers, who knows? That's a scary thought. Um, is corn birds going to be traded? Is Adamus going to be traded? I think one of them, if not both will be traded. Can has a club option for 12.2 million. I wonder if they pay him that I, I'd be frustrated if they let him walk. Um, Miley is a mutual option at 10 mil. Um, Tehran, Caratini, I mentioned, Carlos Santana, Jesse Winker. Um, we, we have to talk about Jesse Winker. We have to. Terrible season makes the postseason roster over Rowdy to Les. I mean, this was a question we had after I recorded, and he makes it over him. He makes it over Garrett Mitchell. It's like, okay, Winker must have made it. They must have saw something, a pinch hitter. And it's like, there, there has to be a reason, but Rowdy Tlaz did not make this roster, and Winker did. That's that's one of the worst decisions I've seen, you know, for for a postseason roster construction. It just does not make sense, and the fact that Winker got two at bats in the postseason and struck out in one in three pitches and grounds out in the other is also frustrating. It's frustrating to see the fans boo, but you know, at the end of the day. Um, can't blame them. You know, it's frustrating just to see that uh, respect of, you know, fans come to watch and support the team. And it, it was a rowdy, you know, and it was a rowdy um, atmosphere there in Milwaukee. Those first two games, Diamondback players were even saying that, but just frustrating that that's how, that's how it ends. And a, a decision like that too. Um, like it just wasn't, you know, Brewers got unlucky. There were bad decisions made too. And that, that was certainly one of them. Um, Chafin, no way, is coming back. The club option is going to be a decline. Josh Donaldson, Brian Anderson. Anderson's not going to be back. Donaldson, I don't think so. Darren Ruff, honestly, maybe. Uh, Claudio, probably not. Justin Wilson, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see Canna as the only likely guy. I wonder if they sign Santana to a one-year deal. I, I will table that. Like I will put that out there and say maybe. But otherwise, I hope Caratini comes back. But they 
boy, they had him for a good price at 2.8 million. He is going to be worth more. Um, come, you know, just come to the off season starting. I imagine just depending on how the market goes. I, I, I could see Canastain unless he wants a long-term deal. Um, so that's what we're looking at, but oh, Woodruff, I'm worried now about Woodruff. I thought I thought he was going to get the extension. That was another thing like I didn't even mention yet. Just an unfortunate concern with now the injuries with the scapular injury, and there are concerns by some doctors that this could provide long-term issues and now affecting if he's going to get extended and just a terrible time for it. Um, which is something we just need to monitor. Corbin Burns, I don't know. Like I think, I think what will happen is out of Burns, Woodruff, Adamas, three core players, um, two of the three are going to be traded. Um, not to be negative, and maybe like I should include other guys too. Like I think there's going to be two players at least traded here. And those definitely those guys have a shot to be some of them is what we're looking at. So that's where that's where I'm at for this roster. Looking forward, I'll be monitoring free agency. I'll keep keep you all posted on what we're looking at, but it's not looking good. Is what I can tell you. Um, Brewers gotta make a splash or something. Uh, rumors are Cardinals are gonna be pursuing you know. Sonny Gray was one, um, and basically they're Aaron Nola. You know they're they're going to be pursuing top level pitching, uh, and there's going to be a lot more competition in the Central next year. So, feels like the window. Um, not to end this on a negative note again. Feels like the window is slowly closing, which we're gonna, as Brewer fans, as sports fans, Wisconsin sports fans, we're gonna have to stick together on this. Hope that. Great decisions are made, and Matt Arnold, we trust, is the way we go now. Um, and yeah, that's that's how I'm gonna end this episode. Um, and yeah, just thank you all for a great season. You know, with with the, going through the Brewers, while there's the prediction challenges, players of the week, just fun things like that. Um, I, I was able to make it to like 20 plus games, so it was really good. It was a really great, memorable season for the team. Great giveaways, you know, great atmosphere. And yeah, that's, that's how I'm going to wrap it up here. I'll see you all Wednesday, though, for Journey to Million. And you'll see me, on, of course, with the Daily Post, whether it's the Power Rankings, um, Team of the Week. No I mean, no more prediction challenges now. Packer Player of the Week. I mean, I just of course, other great content like that. So that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skybrook, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.